Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And I'm Emily. And today, we've got a special podcast episode. Because we are actually physically looking at each other right now, and it's a little intimate. It's a little strange. <laughs> I, I think I'm just going to stare in this direction towards the kitchen at uh, dinner as That's it's cool. slow cooking on, on the stovetop. That's cool. I'm just going to stare at... I don't, don't care. I'm going to look around and See, this be, is, this be is, weird on the mic and all that stuff. So weird. Because we always record this online and not in person yeah so i think this qualifies as like once a quarter we actually see each other in person Mm -hmm. like never happens no it doesn't it it's we don't even live that far from each other it's just life i know it's just a pain to drive and one of us has to drive and honestly your place is a lot better for the whole setup situation i like having this room yeah it's really nice although it's only this clean right now because we cleaned up all of our project stuff because when we work on project stuff this whole room just turns into a wreck yeah i get that the floor is the the workspace yeah your place is bigger than mine yeah we got more people though yeah and cats more cats and more cats. cats finally yeah. What are your first impressions? Percy is a needy baby. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I just had my hand down and, you know, a cat's needy when it just presses its whole face into your hand. Yep. You're going to love me right now. And then you said he liked belly rubs and then I he offered them and I took them and then it was a trap. It was? It was a trap. No, he's always nice about it. Well, he wanted more, obviously, but then he also wanted, like, he's just so big. I'm like, okay, you might actually hurt me. Yeah, he's a large. He's a, a cat of sizable nature. Large and in charge. Uh, well, not in charge, because despite the fact that he's, I think, literally double Poppy's size, Poppy's constantly uh, bullying him. Has to assert dominance, that lady. This is a matriarchal. Yeah society apparently yes so so you got to meet the cats and you've got to see the space that i'm Mm -hmm. i have to work with for my guitar stuff yeah slowly settling into do you have a question though why is everything black and brown and orange you have you have so many sunbursts your shelving is all orange and tan and black your your speakers are brown and your your ceiling is is wooden is exposed wooden beams. It is. Like, wow, which I like this that. is like I feel very much like this is a, a Halloween setup in the nineteen seventies. Well, the speakers are from the seventies. Yes, uh, as, got, as is the roof, I assume, the ceiling, I assume. Uh, I don't remember when the house was made, but yeah, I mean, it literally, this is very nineteen seventies. This is very mid century. It is very mid century, if, if, if that early, but, but. like. The whole layout of the house, like you see the 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 cross beam here, the mm-hmm. support beam that goes the the same beam like goes all the way to our bedroom in the back, like through it's, that wall. It's weird to see beams like that, and then also walls because normally people put the beams up like that. I feel like to uh, so, to not necess- to uh, remove the necess- so you don't have to have the walls. Gosh, I am just I've been going all day, and I am sort of tired, but I'm gonna. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Am I too quiet? A little bit, but I just turned you, you up a little bit. You can fix that in post. I can. It's just a question of the noise-to-signal ratio. Yeah, okay. Just, yeah, sure. Sorry about that. I, um, yeah. No, it's a lot better now. Yeah, I woke up and recorded with the Guitar Nerds, so that was really nice. Joe, Joe and Jay are sweethearts. Sweethearts, absolutely Joe was like, adorable. I'm, 
Joe was like, I'm drinking gin already. I'm like, oh, man, if I had some orange juice, I might it? join you. It's 9 a.m. my time, but it was like 5 p.m. their time. Yeah. Because I'm in the U.K. Well, before we get too far, uh, you started roast me about my Sunburst oh, yeah. guitars. You have a lot of Sunburst guitars, dude. That's It's all the Sunbursts that I have, in all fairness, but it is four. So I have a bass, an acoustic, my Telecaster, and my Jazzmaster are all... Uh, Three of them are three tone sunburst. Yeah, the thing is, I like. I thought I liked sunburst until I saw this wall. It's and now it, I'm it's like, too I don't much. think I like. Yeah, well, it's too so much. I've got my black Epiphone SG, yeah. which I'm probably gonna sell soon, and I've got my pink Strat, which I almost sold, and the buyer backed out after borrowing it for a couple of weeks. Ouch. Uh, it was a buddy. I lent it to my buddy, and he's like, I could probably. Um, and then stuff came up, and he wasn't able to pay what I was asking for, uh, which is fine. So. I might sell this, but I do have the orange guitar in the way, and then I do have the uh, my turquoise flame maple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on, that's pretty. On the far end. That one, I remember that one from uh, when we went to visit Curtis before he made his shop all big and fancy. So, but the the base, so it's a base acoustic. Yeah, um, the base is on its last legs, and at some point I want to replace that. The acoustic, I'm never gonna um, obviously refinish, and I really the seagulls like. Seagulls are great acoustics. Yeah, I, mean, I got it when I was working money. at Guitar Center on the employee <laughs> discount too. Nice. So. I got it for a steal of a price. Um, the And then either the Telly or the Jazzmaster at some point, I'd love to do a refin of sorts. Do it on the Telly. Don't do it on the Jazzmaster. Well, so here's what I Actually, wa- if you did pink on the Jazzmaster and kept the Torque Guard, that'd be really cool. Well, I could do that. But so when I say refin, what it, here's something that I've always liked in terms of Relic. Mm. Uh I don't normally like relic guitars, but the one thing that's the one kind of relicking that I've always like really dug the look of is a uh, a finish over a three tone sunburst with it relic enough to where you can see the, the three tone. Right, I think that would look better thing. on the Jazzmaster. I just think that the matchbook. I actually, you know what? I think I'm gonna be honest. The Jazzmaster sun sunburst looks really nice, and I think the Telecasters is really bad. But yeah, well, so it's the Chinese made. Um, it's a Chinese made telly. It's the modern player series. But it's book matched the, the front, which is kind of nice. So. Well, it's not supposed to be. So every other one I've seen doesn't have that. So it's a little unique. But I don't know. But it's weird to have like such a nice little book matched front on a on a um, on a telly. A, on no, not just on a telly, but like on the deluxe that has such the the large uh, pick guard to cover up like half of that because it kind of ruins the effect. Right. Well, you take the pick guard off. There's like nothing left underneath there. It's all painted under there. So. What? Well, I had the cavity painted to help with because it's P90s in it, so the oh, like shielding paint. Yeah. Okay. So I should have done copper. It, I don't know why I wanted it painted. When I, the guy gave me the choice it's of easier and cheaper. Well, the guy I took it to gave me the option at the same cost. Should have done. I should, I should have done. done I should have done the copper. Yeah, I mean, but, oh well, because it's better. It's better just in general. Like it shields more. I don't get the full Faraday cage no matter what I do because there is a cavity into the semi-hollow section. Mm. But it does help a little bit. It just doesn't get that full, like, oh, my God, that's a Faraday cage. So I don't know. It's a lot of money. I don't I don't want to try the refin and relic myself, and I know who I'd want to take it to. Do it uh, on the telly. Do, like... But I'd love to do, like, a like a surf green. Yeah. No, that would look good that... on the telly. Right. Don't do it on the Jazzmaster. No, I don't think I could do it on the Jazzmaster. I think that you should swap out the pickguard on the Jazzmaster for an anodized gold, but... No, I don't like anodized pickguards at all. They feel funny. Like, you know, um, oh, like those, uh, the, the toys we had when we were kids where, like, you, it was, like, just, like, the card and you would turn it and it would turn it into a different picture? 
Are you talking about a holographic card? Yeah, where yeah. it's like a different picture depending on what angle, and you got that scratchy feel on it. Yeah, that's what it feels that, like to you? That's what it feels like to me. I, I liked those. I'd always great, run my fingers over them, though. It grates my nerves so much. It, oh, gosh. Part of that so is a, my, fir- my, my first encounter with an anodized pick guard was on a base, mm-hmm. and I generally play base without a pick, and I just didn't like how my thumb rested on the pick on the pickup. It was like scratching as I played on the pick guard. Well, really... then why didn't you get a, th- a thumb rest or a finger rest or whatever? Well, it would be the same thing because you put your thumb on it and then I rest it up against the body on the pick guard. Oh, okay. But I also, I didn't own that base. It was just one in a, the first guitar shop it worked at when I was in high school. Uh-huh. They had a couple oh, God, of like yeah. 50s reissue made Mexico Fender P bases. Got it. So, Yeah. So, so at some point, this is going to change. The Jennings comes in, that's going to change. I'm thinking I'm going to put the Strat out. I don't know if I'm going to bring myself to sell it. Mm-hmm. But this is what I've got up right now. This is what I keep playing is these three electrics, the acoustic and the bass. Nice. Nice, nice. So I yeah. poured beer. Yeah, you poured me some beer. I'm not a beer guy. Uh, I'm going to read the description. Okay, and then I'll drink it, I guess. And then, yeah, we'll get a good laugh. This is payback for the peppers. Um, they weren't that spicy. They weren't not my, spicy. It not just, my fault you don't know how to eat a pepper. It, well, it's also not your fault that I got in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> so this is from High Water Brewing. This is a campfire stout. The tagline is, leaves you wanting some more. Oh. Um, so let's see here. Campfire stout. Oh, this is brewed with graham crackers and molasses with natural flavor added. Ew. It's, I've already tasted it. This is incredible. This is crack. A campfire stout evokes fond memories of wilderness and camping adventures. Notes of chocolate and graham cracker topped with a hint of marshmallow will leave you wanting s'more. Like, uh, any, like any campfire experience. Did you buy it because of the, like, the pun on it? No. Okay. No, no, no. I just bought it because it sounded delightful. This beer is best shared with a warm circle of family and friends. No, warm Ooh. circle uh, of This friends. got the bronze award at the World Beer Cup in okay. 2018. This is a Brewers Association independent Craft certified. That's always important. Look for the up, uh, the logo of the upside down beer bottle always when you buy beer. Okay. Uh, and a 2014 2016 gold medal specialty beer in the American Beer Festival. Okay. All right. Yeah, so is so it? Can I? It's I... it's time. Try it. It tastes like. Cold coffee that's kind of a couple days old. It tastes so <laughs> good. This is like dessert in a cup. It tastes like um, a Guinness, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely along the same lines of that. But I think now that I read molasses, that's what I'm thinking of before. When I had just the thought of s'more in my head, I was thinking s'mores. But it's definitely like Guinness with molasses mixed in. Yeah, it tastes like treacle. So it tastes, I think it tastes incredible. It's not overly sweet, but it is sweet. I think it's it's very sweet for a beer. Well, for a beer, absolutely. It's not normally a thing you get, but this is in the category of dessert stouts, which I'm a fan yeah. of. Ugh, I hate dessert wines. I, ugh, ugh. I am scared to know what the calorie count on this is, but if I had to guess for the 22-ounce bottle, it's probably 500 calories. Lord. It's a... This I is had, a, it's the weekend. And I'd rather eat those calories in McDonald's, which is what I did on the way here. I was starving. Drove through the McDonald's drive-thru. Because uh, my rehearsal went late. 
I came in from a rehearsal, went late, and I'm just like messaging Andrew. I'm like, I need food. So he's like, well, there's a McDonald's between on the way to my house. So I inhaled some cheeseburgers, dude. Yeah, I had leftover curry for lunch, so I'm actually pretty full right now. It's going to take me a while to get to this drink. Oh, yeah. Well, before we hop into the episode, let's talk sponsors. Wait, did, did we want to talk about my um, selling of gear before, or is I that... think that I think that's like main episode. Okay, topic okay, and then we'll do the AMA later. Yeah, we'll we'll incorporate that all together. Neat. So let's do sponsors, and then cool. we'll hop in. This is going to be a hodgepodge episode with some fun stuff. We're gonna kind of go for a rapid fire. It'll be a lot yeah. of fun. Cool, cool, cool. So you kick off sponsors? Yeah. So um, I'm gonna start with uh, Spruce Effects. They're what, what? having a fire sale. Um, campfire sale uh, so there are three fuzzes I think I think it's uh, definitely the saltwater the rainier and um, I forget what the third one is but it's a hundred bucks for each of them like they're only they're normally much more than a hundred dollars uh, at least a hundred fifty dollars and um, okay Andrew's trying to do a thing are you trying to go live on Instagram buddy no maybe okay. Uh, so he is, it is, oh gosh, I was not prepared. It's a yard sale by one of the Rainier Old Growth or Saltwater Fuzz for a hundred bucks. If you buy two, it's 180. If you buy all three, it's $240. Um, so, but you have a code to use the code two or three. That's such a great deal. Oh my gosh. That's such a good deal. I'm, I kind of want to get the Rainier Fuzz just because we have the Mount Hood Fuzz, um, Andrew, I know that you want the saltwater fuzz, which is something that I'm I do want the in. saltwater fuzz. Yeah. It yes. sounds so good, and let's be honest, there's there's never enough fuzz. Not possible. I yeah, I like a good fuzz. Um, so that's uh, that's that's the spruceeffects.com. Uh, we have some details on our Instagram page. There's some details on his Instagram page, and uh, I'll put a link to it down in the show notes. But yeah, big ups to Brian. Seriously, guys, like these are hand built fuzzes for a hundred bucks or ninety bucks or eighty bucks. Like that's yep. yeah, no, that doesn't happen. So moral of the story, go to spruceeffects.com and buy stuff. Buy all three. That's what I recommend. Go in with a friend. Go in Indeed. with two friends. Just uh save save you all some money on some hand built fuzzes by one of our f- personal favorite pedal builders. I'm just having a little bit of fun with Instagram life because we never get to do this. You're so vain. I know. Check out all of those sunbursts. Oh, okay. I thought that was just Everyone mocked still. me for my sunburst. And then there's flame maple. It's like mock, I'm a dad mock, or something. Mock. Oh, yeah. It's like, so, yeah. All right. Uh, Emily, wave high and then I'm going to kill it. How do I, I wave high. How do I kill it? I don't it? know. I don't know your life. Um, yeah. So then we have another sponsor. We do have another sponsor. So <clears throat> let me get my radio voice on. I didn't even try. Sponsor of today's episode is Jennings Guitars. Go to JenningsGuitars.com or is it Jennings.com? Shoot, I should know this. Just just up. Google cool. Jennings. It's like the first Jennings Guitars that comes up. Duh. Yeah. Uh, Chad is one of the most delightful human beings on the planet. Seriously, that dude is impeccably humble. Uh, also has the greatest mustache on the planet. He does not get enough credit for his mustache game. It's a pretty solid mustache. It's a to- it's a solid uh, solid. Uh, it's a, I, he does the handlebar with it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, he he does an excellent job with the handlebar. I think he's full commit, 
And I'm going to go as far as to say he does it better than Rick. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Before I will die I, on that hill. I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, back up before I get slaughtered. Uh, but in all seriousness, <laughs> no, Chad Jennings, great. Great guy, definitely worth supporting on that basis alone, but on top of that, he makes incredibly great guitars at an incredible price. Incredible. So we're talking made in the USA, handmade guitars, and at like starting his Navigator series starts at like 1500 It's insane. It's, which it's, is his T-style yeah. guitar. That's that's literally like cheaper than a mass-produced Fender. And then you get exactly what you want. Exactly. Which yep. is really neat. It's always cool to have a guitar that's to your custom specs. And I know you're so excited to get yours, and I'm excited I to see it. I can't wait, yeah. Do you, do you have a timeline on that? Uh, I don't have a timeline yet. Um, but I th- the generic timeline, I think, is before Christmas is the neat. last thing I checked. So I know he's got a lot going on, and people are blowing up his queue, which is great. Keep doing it. And then last I checked, I think his wife is helping him with the business now. Good. So I'm Good all them. about family businesses and talk about power couple. Like, that's just awesome. So, yeah. I love um, those businesses yeah. like that that are, you know, partners. So follow, Partners in love and business. Indeed. Follow him on social media. Yeah, uh, lots of great He's Instagram very pictures. active in Facebook groups, um, mm-hmm. particularly the Worship Geared Facebook groups. So seriously, don't be afraid to just tag Chad Jennings in a comment or whatever, and he's really good about getting back to you. What's it going to take to get him active in our Facebook group? You know, that's an excellent question. <laughs> Chad. I, Chad. Come Chad. party with us. We want to party with you. Gonna party. Yeah. Party hardy. Party hardy. Brock out with your Jennings guitars. Guitar out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, Rock out with your wood block out. I have a cowbell. No, thank you. Don't do it. I tried to stop him. You did try. Not very uh, it, hard. It sits on my desk as inspiration. Yep. It's a great skit. All right. Um, so, topic? Topics. Uh, so, we've got a couple of different topics. We dropped a random AMA on several platforms, and I think that's where we're going to start. And then we're... Is that where we're going to start? Or should we let it, like, get a couple more? We should, should we let it get a couple more? Um. Yeah. I mean, we got a bunch on the Facebook group, not so many on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm checking Lit Insta. Lit, lit, oh, man. We got nothing there. It's probably because Poppy intimidated everybody. I think it's because I've been posting so much today. I'm sorry. It's probably uh, screwed our reach up a little bit. But um, how about I, I start with uh, the things that happened uh, this week, which were interesting. Oh, we forgot one important announcement. What? Oh, the Mount Hood sold out. The Mount Hood is sold out. Yeah, sorry, guys. I repeat, Mount Hood is indeed sold out. Sold out. Nice. I mean, it took a minute, but thanks for doing it. Sorry if anybody didn't get get it. If you if you didn't get one and you wanted one, please tell us because that's help that helps us gauge yeah what the plans for the future hold. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of something in the AMA already about that, but We'll get to that when we get to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, reach out, tell us what you thought, uh, and the... It's pro- still on tour, yeah? It is still on tour. I think it's about to get sent to a certain Jason Fuzzmonger. <gasps> oh my god, the Fuzzmonger himself? Indeed. Nobody uh, knows Fuzz like that man. Indeed. So I can't wait for him to get that and to hear his feedback on it. And uh, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We get enough push for a second round on this. We might have no other choice. But TBD on that. Yes. Um, yeah. Can I talk about selling guitars? 
Yeah, so here in Seattle, there's this neat little group called the... How, what, what's the official title? I don't it's remember. like Seattle Gear Swap, I think. And is Music Exchange is, or something? Yeah, so it's just a page where people post their gear, and the idea is... Uh, you know, obviously to sell it or to trade it. Oh, it's uh, Seattle Music Gear Swap and Sale. Yeah. So um, I just ordered a guitar on Reverb, um, a super weird one. And to help fund it, I'm like, well, I'm just going to put up a guitar I don't play very much. So I put up a PVT-15. And uh, I do the thing that I often do when I sell gear, um, which is very controversial. And I get that. But I believe in equity. And uh, I listed it as two fifty, or uh, for women, people of color, non cis het folk, et cetera, uh, could get it for two twenty five. Basically, anybody who's not a straight white guy. Yeah, Sorry, straight we're, we're cis het white guy. Yeah, cis het white guys. Um, so meme. Which is, you know, I, I know it's the bulk of our listeners, but the idea is. <laughs> Um, it will hopefully doing things like that will make gear more accessible to a more diverse, um, group, which can only improve our local gear community. And, um, and for the absolute record, the ETC in that basically was, and anybody who asks. So I was just like waiting for somebody to, you know, make an offer. I've got a couple people in line for it, but, um. I woke up one morning or I was about to go to bed one night and some guy said, this is discrimination against white men is okay. <laughs> and, oh, I love it. And, uh, or no, is she discriminating against white men? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was phrased like a question. Yeah, and someone just responds, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so it starts going like that and then finally I comment, I'm like, I'll tell you what, I'll sell it to you for $300. Because you had listed it was like two fifty or like <laughs> or two twenty five was the discount. Yeah, so this is literally over twenty five dollars. And the thing is, like most guys, if I just listed it for two fifty, I'm sure I would have sold it at two twenty five because someone was going to haggle me. So I just all I did was advertise my my base my my lowest price and um, and then he kept going, he kept going, and I said okay four hundred dollars. <laughs> and I kind of kept going like that, and then it became this huge big thing. It was like for the and for the record, triple digits on comment numbers. I think yeah, it was. And for the record, this has happened in that gear swap before. The admin have decided that it's fine, and they encourage it. Um, the only rule is that if someone well, they don't encourage people getting pissy about it. They encourage... No, no, they encourage people to offer the discounts, and they yeah, say yeah, if yeah. you don't like it, uh, don't antagonize. Just keep scrolling or leave the group if you're scroll harder, bro. Scroll harder. So. Um, yeah, they, I guess, had to ban some people, and... Good. Um, yeah, and they deleted some of the threads on that, and they turned off commenting, but thankfully I already have uh, two people lined up who are interested in it. And one person offered me 275 for it. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, so... Did they get it? Um, He was... That guy's next in line, so if the... Gotcha. Someone, I think, is going to come look at it tomorrow... Uh. And I assume he's interested in the 250 price. Right. Um, but if, I mean, again, it's like, if you're nice and chill and cool, yeah, you're going to get the, the other price. If you just ask for it. Because I know um, I, a few people have asked me, like, oh, what, what about someone who's, like, a veteran? Like, yeah, totally. First responders? Yeah, totally. Vets? Military vets? Or animal vets? Absolutely. <laughs> now, here's a question for you. So something 
There's another variation to the alternate pricing depending on life circumstances that mm-hmm. I've seen. As I've seen several people post a higher price for quote unquote tech bros. It's <laughs> so like if you work at any of the um, big tech companies in town. So that yeah. um, Facebook has a campus here, Google has a campus here, uh, Microsoft Amazon. is based out of Redmond, Amazon is based out of downtown. Um, Expedia, I where did you go? Where'd Expedia. You I mean, they're they're a dot com. They are dot com. I don't know if they count as tech. I I I would count Expedia. As I guess tech. they they hire a lot of like coders and tech folks. And um, same with um UX well, designers. Yeah, same with um T Mobile. Yep, T Mobile's another one. I didn't think about that. So there's quite a tech presence in Seattle. Not quite like Silicon Valley, but I would say it's a solid second in the U.S. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people like get all um, are aware of the fact that people who work in tech make exorbitant amounts of money compared to the rest of the industries in the area. Yeah, I um, mean it's hard to compete. Right. Well, I mean, th- there's these are some of the most like world class companies in the world for the industry. They're all like have offices and or are based out of here. So, of course, they're offering really competitive rates. They are, yeah. Um, I mean, when Rick did his coding school, I think they had some weird um, guarantee that, like, if you didn't make at least $65,000 a year at your first job coming out, they would give you a full refund on your coding school experience. Right, which is... And that's not even, like, sixty five k. I know. Um, well, that's why they picked that number, because, duh. Like, right, that, yeah. that's a totally safe bet. Yeah. Uh, especially in the Seattle area. So I know... The, I forget what it was exactly, but there uh, every year publicly traded companies have to release information, and of that information, there's uh, like a median income rate mm-hmm. for employ like medium salary for um, these companies, uh, what they pay their folks, and that's all public information. And so I was reading an article, and was it the Washington Post? I think that was like, hey, here's the numbers in case anyone missed it. And like for for example, the median rate for Microsoft employees is one hundred seventy four thousand annual I'm salary. Sorry, what? That's middle of the road. That is a lot more than Rick and I make combined. <laughs> that's a lot more than I make. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's middle of the road. If you're wondering for... who's buying houses in Seattle, it's those individuals. Right. So so a lot of folks blame quote unquote tech bros in the tech industry, which I don't know if is entirely misplaced. I don't think that's that's. I mean, that's not necessarily fair. I mean, these but, people are making a living. I mean, they're chasing the jobs that are going to pay them more. It's frustrating. I feel like the city and these companies could, at, on a larger scale, could do more to support <laughs> head techs. Um, yeah, or even like Facebook could. Uh, do do lots of things to support like arts and artists in the community the same way that like um, uh, Starbucks hires. Oh yeah, Starbucks is another time. big company that's based out of here. Yeah, but they're not a tech company. There's like tech components, but they yeah. are brick and mortar shops primarily. They actually shut down. Yeah, because they don't have an online store at all anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I know I lives within throwing distance of a Starbucks. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I tend to lean towards, like, I'm all for, like, supporting people who didn't have or don't not have the same cards in life that everybody else does mm-hmm. and trying to en- encourage diversity in the music industry. Yeah. The flip side is I don't, I don't feel comfortable with charging tech bros more. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with charging tech bros more. I feel comfortable setting a fair price for a product and then charging certain groups less. Because, like, right. well, you're still getting a banging deal on this guitar or this 
um, Moog system or what the hell ever. But yeah, I mean, I just, I don't want to charge people more. I will definitely charge an asshole tax. <laughs> That's $500 for you, sir. Yeah, someone deleted, when I haven't deleted that thread, I said, oh man, I was going to sell that, guitar, that guy my guitar for $500. <laughs> oh, did they delete it? Uh, they deleted the mean thread. Nice. Yeah, but the, the post is still there, so people could still message me if they are interested in the guitar. Right, right. So I just want to sell it. I just want to yep. sell it so I can, you know, feel okay about the fact that I just bought um, a weird lawsuit era parlor acoustic guitar that uh, that looks like a hummingbird on the front and then looks like a Martin everywhere else. That sounds so strange. It's so strange, and I love it so much because I have a hummingbird. Right. Well, to cap off my thoughts on charging tech bros more, I think we're a more constructive thought process that I have to go with that is I'm a fan of being supportive and uplifting those who could use it. And that, I think that's a really positive, helpful, encouraging thing. I don't think it's part of what I want to see in the community, which is being welcoming and inviting to all folks and uh, to charge tech bros more for the industry that they work in. And I, I completely understand that the last decade, the housing market has changed dramatically and there's been some serious economical changes but i don't think i'm not sure you're really accomplishing anything other than just expressing your frustration with the economical state of uh, this county yeah and I, and i think that's doing more damage than it is good that's that's yeah, my two let's cents just on not that. antagonize people for having a, like like rick moved into that profession because you know he was really struggling at fedex and it's mm -hmm. something he enjoyed doing when he was younger so he wanted to get because when when rick and i were younger um this was before the startup boom so much. And my mom was trying to discourage a, a high school friend of mine from going into like coding because she's like, there, everything is being moved to Asia. Like we are outsourcing everything. It's going to mm -hmm. be really hard for him to get a job. He's doing great yeah. because everyone stopped outsourcing coding and no, I mean, development. They wanted to bring that in house. And, um, so that was kind of hard to predict when Rick and I were younger, but uh, that's, right, that's, right, right. that's so far off the topic of guitars. Let's talk about guitars. Or well, in one last thing is full disclosure. I do work in corporate AV. So that's, I am a little biased on that because it's in the tech industry sort of. Uh, and so I do have a bias in my thoughts on that. And so if someone feels differently, engage with us, let us know what you have to think about that. That's my two cents. Mm -hmm. Understanding and given the fact that I do have some sort of bias going to that conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. So do I, obviously, my hubs. Right, right. So, I mean, take it worth a grain of salt. Hit us uh, up on Instagram. Let us know if you disagree with this and why we want to have that conversation. So. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, AMA time? I think it's AMA time. AMA. Who's, who's leading the questions? Um, why don't I start with questions? We're going to start with our top secret podcast group chat. Uh, we got one from, uh, this goes back to our, uh... all right, so first question we got in here is from Zach Saucier, Saucier, uh, and the question is, any more Mount Hoods ever, possibly in the color of the year, which is orange, <laughs> uh, and so the, the answer to that, Zach, and anyone else who had the same question is, uh, possibly, if we do another run, I am Highly inclined to do it in orange. The details of the possibility of a V2 run are completely up to 
you guys as the supporters because yeah. we can't make them just to not sell them. So let us know if you're interested, and that really helps us gauge when, if and when we want to do another run. Yeah. And I will say that we pay for those up front, so that's kind of yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. Uh, is if there's a lot of interest, then yeah, sure, totally. But it's not like we're doing a pre-order or only paying for them and as It's not we like we're them. rolling in the dough from doing mm-hmm. that. We're doing this to... No, we, we really did break even on the last run. Right. So it, it was great fun, but yeah. Yeah, it, we, it, we did it because we wanted to do it, not because we were going to make money doing it. Yes. And because this is just a fun part of the community that we're building, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of inside baseball with the name. If you want to know more, hit us up. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a really good project, and I'm really mm-hmm. glad we did it. And yeah. I would love to do another round, but we've got to be able to justify it. So shout at us, yell at us, scream at us even. Tell us that you want it. Yes. All right, let's see here. And let Brian know, too. Yes, definitely tell Brian. Scream at him as well, Don't please. Don't scream, just be polite. Um, yodel at Brian. <clears throat> Oof, that's worse. Scream at him, don't yodel. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, and I think it looks like the rest of everyone moved their questions to the group chat. Yeah. So Tom Kelly says, if forced to play one non-standard shape, what would it be? Um, I would, example there, V, Explorer, Warlock, etc. Is a Firebird a non-standard shape? I would say it is. Yeah. Uh... I like the Firebird shape. Given that it's close enough to the Explorer that's in there, yeah. uh, I would I would call Firebird fair game. Yeah. So I like that. Um, I kind of like that weird banana guitar from Eastwood. I No questions asked would go with an explorer, and I'd love to someday in a world where I become a tech bro and make lots and lots of money would love a Karina Explorer. Cool. Those are just so rad, but, I mean, the resale market value on those is stupid. Because they're rad. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could actually ever justify owning a piece like that because of I just, I don't know. There's a lot there. There's probably better things I could do with my money, but in a world yeah. where I'm completely like self-indulgent and have unlimited resources, that's right. probably what I go with. All right, favorite muff variant. I don't like muffs. <laughs> I don't. I would say my favorite one by far has got to be the Mount Hood. I mean, obviously Duh. the Mount Hood. I mean, if I have to pick, I, I like the Mount Hood. I just well because we took the base of, of what a muff is and we a triangle muff, a triangle muff, and we we made it better because with way the e, with the EQ and the press and snob, it's way better. But and yeah. the alternate clipping option is so tasty. I always use the LED clipping. I always use the LED clipping. Like the original is great, but by the time we're done with it, it's only a muff like in the bareness of yeah. its soul. But this is like super mega op. Yeah, I prefer... Um, um, If we're talking like original EHX muffs, I would say it's a toss-up between a Russian muff and an op-amp muff. I don't... There's such a different... Okay, I'm going to say op-amp muff for one main reason, just for the tiebreaker reason, is because it's orange. Oh, yeah. Isn't that what the Matthews Effect Ghoul was based off of? Because I have one of those. Uh, Loosely. That thing's a badass, though. Yeah, I just Um, like... Yeah, no, I, I don't like the like the smashing pumpkins kind of sound. I don't. I love I that sound. Um, yeah, see, this is why it's a good podcast because we don't agree on things. No, no, I like the the sound on like chair rock, for instance, where you get like the chiming octaves through the op amp fuzz. So good. Oh my gosh. So sorry. Good. That's a case. The smashing pumpkins is a case of a band that goes in and 
triple and quadruple tracks all the instruments and then you think it sounds good because it's like a lot of things happening and that makes you think it's good and it's not well it's because the production value is good but it's a production value there's there is production value but there's absolutely production value added i can't stand billy corgan's voice who can i don't know I think that that's like you spied all my rage. I am. It's just it's so impossibly nasally. But the rest of it. Spied all my rage. I am just a transphobe in a cage. <laughs> there is that too. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to begin defending his personality. But I, I will say it's, that it's indefensible. Oh, it's absolutely like 100. percent But the as a kid when I didn't know any better, and I, I like Gish is a great album. God, Gish in... just sounds like something that happens in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Um, alrighty then. Well, Emily went there. I, she is continuing to just crap all over my favorite music. This is just, oh there's God. no winning. No, there's not. You've never been bored enough in a van, I guess. <laughs> oh God. Um, all right. Um, uh, let's buy see a tube amp in free pedals for life or free tube amp screw that i'm not gonna read the rest of that question or free processor of choice but absolutely zero pedals no i.e like a helix a head rush or like a kemp or whatever absolutely not uh free pedals for life just yeah. because that's so open-ended and there's so much more you can do at this point in time there's still like my so much main you can't beef, do with a processor well there's just it's not whether or not it can be done it's whether or not the dsp capability in that processor can handle all of that mm-hmm, and to for the DSP that you can get at this point in time into a floor unit size is limited just from a manufacturing, um, like engineering standpoint Mm -hmm. for reference though. Like I worked with, I mentioned before I worked with corporate AV, so I get to work with like server rack size DSP processors, um, that can do insane amounts of stuff, even just for like, for your microphone, your conference room in terms of, um, just gen- like general stuff you can think of like parametric EQ and compression and limiting and all of the kind of standard gain stage dynamics processing as well as like um, like acoustic uh, echo cancellation when we you've got like a VTC or a conference call setup where your the mics aren't are picking up they, the your mics will pick up the people who are talking remotely it's just a question of whether or not the DSP can handle that so that's getting into my day job but that's there's in that size of a rack unit, you can do a whole lot of stuff. But in a floor unit, that's a fraction of the size. There's only so much you can do at this point in time. I think give it another few years and I will get there. But at this point in time, I have to go with pedals, especially things like um, like tracking for um, like the Helix doesn't do an incredible job with um, like octave tracking and synthesizer tracking type effects. And that's where I like to get funky and, and crazy with pedal tones. And I just the Helix does great, I think, at 95% of, like, standard effects and amp models, and it's a really solid unit. And honestly, I kind of want one, but I couldn't go with just that. I'd have to yeah. have, like, an H9 or a POG or an, uh, an organizer, which is the octave unit that I've got right now. I'll sell you my organizer. You want it? I've already got one. Damn it. It's on a box probably in the bag right there. All right. I still haven't unpacked all my pedals from the move. If you want to buy my organizer, hit me up. I just don't use it. Maybe I'll I'll get it and I'll run it as stereo at the end of my chain. Ooh, that'd be weird. And you could... Oh, what if you ran stereo like the left side was just sub-octave only and the right side was... Oh. Yeah, I like that. Well, donations fine. are always accepted if you just need a, a home for your organizer just for it to live. Um, 
Support us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Support uh, us yeah. on Patreon. So, uh, Patreon, Patreon. Let's do Patreon. Patreon. Um, right. uh, yeah, because otherwise it sounds like patronizing. <laughs> patronizing, yeah. Um, um, so anyway, support us so I can afford to buy a second organizer and get weird. Yes. Um, that's the yeah. only. That's the only reason. Let's you wrap up support that question. Us. Okay, Noah's questions. Oh no no, you, we missed the last one from Tom. Oh, has, oh. Dio. Ozzy. So it's, the question is: Ozzy Sabbath or Dio Sabbath? Dio. And Jason has, I think, the best response ever underneath it is uh, Rhodes. Ian Rest Gillian. in peace. Gone too soon. Randy Rhodes. That wasn't, no, that was not to the Sabbath one. No. That oh, was, said, that was, that was, that was, it play one non-standard shape. He wants Ian Gillen Sabbath. Dude, did you think Randy Rhodes was in Black Sabbath? No. Yes, you did. You should be ashamed. He played with Ozzy, not Sabbath. I'm sorry. He played with Ozzy. Yes. I'm getting all turned around. Yes. Okay. Noah. I love Noah. <clears throat> um, argue about which season is the best. It's obviously fall. It's obviously fall. My yeah. birthday's in the fall. Yeah. It's it like after the heat of the summer, it cools down. The colors are really nice. My allergies get better. Pumpkin uh, spice lattes. Halloween. I actually don't love pumpkin spice lattes that much, but I saw a really interesting like social commentary um, the other day. So um, someone was saying that like the reason why like pumpkin spices. Okay, so here's the let me sum up what the the whole thing was is pumpkin spice is just a like five different spices just in combination that have been used for centuries as a combo. And all of a sudden, you got all these people who are hating on pumpkin spice. Like, oh, gross, you like pumpkin spice, yada, yada. And it's just because women have finally discovered that there's something that they like, and people are subconsciously people, putting women down for it. Surprise, people like crapping on things that women like. It's like the same reason people crap on, like, old, like, cat ladies. Like, the whole cat lady idea. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, shame, let's shame women for liking something or being, like, affectionate towards something and caring towards something. How dare they? So yeah. I, how, dare, how dare we I didn't like even things. realize that I was being such, like... A snob? A douche mon- monkey about yeah. it. Because, um, like, it's not totally my thing, but... Just, like, let people, like... I'm really one to say... I'm totally one to say, let people like what they like. This is, like, one of the few instances where, like, don't yuck someone else's yum is quite literal. As yeah. A statement. Um, oh, let people, that like, reminds just me of Seriously, like, let people get excited about things. Like, I know... I tease people that when I know them well about things like musical taste and food taste and things like that. But like just in general, like be chill. Like if you don't like IPs, that's cool. If you don't like pumpkin spice lattes, that's cool. But if you do like them, that's awesome. Then you like oh, that something reminds that's me nice. I've, got, um, I've nice accumulated like a stack of beer like to be consumed at some point, but it's just kind of being stored on the counter over there. Mm-hmm. But I did pick up a uh, six pack of Dogfish Head 90 minute IPA, which is like. The granddaddy of IPAs, like before IPAs become a huge craze. Neat. And I'm very excited. So, uh, no, I'm sorry we didn't argue. Um, I have an iPhone 10. What kind of phone do you have? Pixel 3. Gross. Dream car is a Whoa. Volvo. Let me. That's okay, mean. you go. You go. You do Dream car first. Dream car first. Okay. Uh. Shoot. If we're talking like. What I'd like. Uh, this is hard because it's depending on the scenario of like what life scenario I'm in. Because as much as I'd love to own like an exotic sports car, let's be really honest. I don't want to pay for the insurance. I don't want to pay for the maintenance. And there's no world like even if I owned like 
if I was worth $50 million or whatever, I could not justify having an asset that would cost so much money annually for insurance. That just that, that doesn't make sense to me in any world. And so they're pretty. I like to look at them, but will I ever own a Ferrari? There's no way. I, I cannot justify that in any scenario. Uh, I would say I'd love to have a mini truck. And as far as like classic cars go, I'm a huge fan of um, Stingray Corvettes. Nice. I want a Volvo 740 in tan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's this. That is. Boxy, baby. Ow. Why? I don't know. I was fully. Okay. Okay. What did you think I was going to Forget everything I just said about yucking someone else's yum. <clears throat> that is the most like. They're hot, man. Those turbo Why? engines. I don't. I don't. I'm Those not, are Volvo's are nice. They've always been nice upper scale cars. They've always got good gas mileage. You're always super safe. They always look pretty weird. And when you get the wagon, you can put so much in the back of it. But that's not a wagon. No, the the Volvo 740s were made in wagons. I think. Okay, so the wagon version. Well, oh. I want I want a Volvo 700 series wagon. I already have like the most like sensible slash most. No, I'm sorry, I lied. I want the Volvo 240. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. Let me okay. Let me. Uh, for reference, I already have like the most typical Seattleite cars, ever. Yeah. Like in terms of sensibility, and like what, pe- like if you yeah, imagine. I'm sorry, I, I meant Seattle, to say I said seven forty. Okay, I want two forty. Okay, that's much cooler. Like yeah, the, the, the two forty version looks ugly. That's actually kind of nifty. No, this is um, the two forty sedan version. That's pretty hot. Yeah. It looks like an old Mercedes no. kind of. They they're hot cars, man. And they got the vents in the back, so your ponytail's not so weird when you're driving, and they're safe. And I assume the well, it's safe work. because it's like five tons of just sheet metal. Oh man, I can get one for twelve hundred, twelve thousand dollars. Okay. Mmm. I want it in red or tan. Okay. Okay. That was that, that turned into a weird one. I don't think anybody was expecting that. Yeah. That, uh, looking through the list of like questions on here, that is not the one I thought we were gonna get like heated about. With. Right. Um, discuss DIY venues and culture. Uh, so I played what kind of felt a little bit like a DIY show on Thursday. It was at the Fred's Wildlife Refuge in Capitol Hill. Uh, lots of kind of arty things, a drag show. But like DIY stuff, I think, is just so important for um, pretty much every musical scene that has ever existed. The only thing I don't like about them is I feel like uh, since it's obviously DIY and there's no no one in charge, no one leading the helm. I think there can be some unsafe elements about it. Mm-hmm. Whether occasionally I think um, you know, sexual assault can be rampant in them or harassment can be rampant in them. Down to like not the building not being up to code. Like there's so much to be said for um, a building being safe, a safe venue space, both in terms of like your emotional well being and your physical well being and just like being alive. Um, like what happened in Oakland, um, with the ghost ship was a travesty that should have been prevented. I don't know if I'm familiar with that. I might have the names wrong, but, uh, the, um, just Google Oakland DIY venue fire. Uh, but a lot of people died because, uh, there was a fire and let me see if I can Google it. And the guys got off. Yeah, Ghost Ship Warehouse Fire. 
Um, so there was it was an artist collective, and the warehouse was only permitted for industrial purposes. Residential entertainment uses were illegal. People were living there. They were obviously having shows there. 36 people died, most of them young. Mm-hmm. Young people just wanted to go to a show, and nothing uh, makes me angrier than when people just want to go and celebrate some art, and they end up dying because of it. So it's, yeah. <sighs> yeah, the, the only, like, concert fire I can think of was, like, the infamous, like, Great White fire. Yeah, Um like that wasn't a DIY. No, that was a real venue, but right, uh, right. but the pyrotechnics py- pyrotechnics were illegal. Mm, that's what it was. So I think it was something like the fire exits weren't marked. So yeah, the thing about DIY venues is just like make sure it's safe. Like if you want to foster the community, it's important. But I right. think everyone's in charge of making sure it's a safe place for everybody. Yeah, I've I've got mixed feelings on it because. I think so. Here's my thought on DIY venues: is the reason that they, I think, I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this. I think it's great that they happen. I think it's unfortunate that they are a necessity in a music community, and there's not a way we can make this more official, more accessible. Because it's really you get a DIY venue going because fully functional venues either don't cover what the community needs or the 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 scope of what the community needs. And so, of course, like, I think it's great that people mobilize and they make this kind of stuff happen. But I'd love to see that happen in a more official capacity and have more official backing in order for there to be more safety. And in mm-hmm. an ideal world, the local music scene and the, the venues that exist are able to support the needs of the community to an extent where DIY venues are not necessary. That's my thoughts. There's always going to be house shows. House show, well, house shows are different though. I are think. they? I d- I don't know about that. I think I, that heart, I think that a lot of house shows become these DIY venues and communities. Like in Nashville, like you had the Beach House and you had Glenn, Glenn Danzig's house and you had right. um, the Primrose Estate and those were the like DIY venues of when I was in college. Now, when I think of like house shows, I think of like whatever high school like pop punk band was playing in their their mom's basement kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and I say that in the most like affectionate way possible. That is no means a slam. Uh, so that's what I think, and that's just like a, for a friends and family like kind of get together. It's not yeah. that that's I feel like that's got a very different vibe than like a DIY show in um, like in a park or an abandoned parking lot or a warehouse or a mm-hmm. barn or anything like that. So I think it's a necessary. Don't say evil. I paused. Because <laughs> I know that that's not right. I think it's an. I think it, it is a necessity as a staple yeah. of the guitar community, but in like you said, in terms of safety, I hate that there's not more that gets done for that, and I want to see more support. Like, for I would like if I had kids who were that age. I I mean I wouldn't super duper want them to go to DIY venues. Well, like I, I like unless going it to was shows. like a safe like like there are. Things, places like in Nashville, there was Rocket Town and places like the Vera Project that still have that DIY aesthetic and vibe mm-hmm. and are very accessible to minors. Right. Um, and then they have that, like that, uh, the, the mom and dad still like making sure everybody's like safe and having a good time. Like what, like the cool aunt maybe. So we just need these places to be like run by cool ants. <laughs> and just like we just want you to be safe and happy and have a good time and express yourself and your art. I'm a fun mom. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I always get that one screwed up. I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, 
on top of all of that, like, so I'm like, I go, I go to a lot of metal shows and I like to mosh and um, someone, as much as I love it, someone gets hurt at every show. That's just part of what happens. Oh, and, I almost got hurt at the whole study. Uh, Michelle did get hurt because someone was moshing. Why? At a whole study concert. Really upsetting. Because moshing is rad? No. Don't hate. It was one dude who wanted to start a fight. It really was that. Okay, okay. When someone's just throwing punches to, like, try and land them, that's when I'm like, no, Someone, like, grabbed Michelle by, like, the shoulders and neck, and she had bruises the next day. Mm-hmm. Oh, the last metal show I went to, I, like... You had a lot of bruises. Remember, remember, remember. Mm-hmm. But you go and you expect that. Yeah, well, you know, I... But for a lot of metal bands, you like DIY shows, and yeah. someone always gets hurt. And then it's a question of liability, and is someone going to get sued? And more importantly, the safety of whoever does like if someone gets dropped crowd surfing or gets knocked out in the pit. Like every like, I don't typically go to DIY shows, so like any, ambulances are always outside of most of the metal shows I go to, like waiting to load someone up and drive mm-hmm. off. And I think that's great. I think it's great that venues can get that together and have that safety precaution. And it freaks me out when DOI shows happen and someone inevitably will get hurt and that's not like that medical care isn't immediately available. Yeah, because people are worried like they don't want everyone to get in trouble. Right, right. So long story short, DIY shows are great, but I want to see more support from people who have the means to make more happen. Yeah. All right. Um, next question was uh, favorite metal guitarist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where to begin? I don't have one. You you go first. No, I don't have one. I just don't. I just can't think of okay, one. Okay, so Emily's favorite is Dimebag. Oh, uh, but he <laughs> died in Ohio, and that's sad. Randy Rhodes. Is, <laughs> you know, from, from I love him. I loved him in Black Sabbath. I'm so. <laughs> I've just given you. My, yeah. Well, I would make excuses, but I fully deserve to be mocked for that. That was bad. That's bad. Um. I think Jerry Cantrell maybe. That's a good choice. My my brain is racing. Um, Andrew might have to come back for that one. I've got I've got a few. Uh, Tim from Under Oath is incredible, and just in terms of metalcore, mm-hmm. um, there's always JB from ABR, which is who is awesome. Has his own signature guitar with Ibanez. Super, it's super sick. It's got the racing stripes. Lucy um, Hale metal. I like her. Uh, no one can begin to question Dimebag's influence on metal. Um, let's see here. I'm going to ignore Pantera altogether for what hopefully is obvious reasons. Um, uh, I will say that I'm not a huge fan of Kirk Hammett. You mean you don't like the wah on every solo ever? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I like I like Metallica. I grew up listening. They were no, like the no, first. No, no, I, I like too. Metallica. I just I. I can't even like, I can't like in my head hear any of his guitar solos. I can hear like the riffs and stuff like. The duh, 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 I nothing, think I in that band, James Hetfield by far comes up as the more influential guitarist, as far as I'm concerned. Which is kind of funny. Well, just. Well, that's the bread and butter of Metallica. I yeah. feel like, yeah. I mean, it, it is. It's it's the riffs and it's his voice and James Hetfield holds it down. There, there's no question. I think. I want to go to Wisconsin just so I can do karaoke with Ben. 
Okay, I'm, and I'm just get... hear him do his Frozen covers and uh, <laughs> as James Hetfield. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go be as bold to say as uh, be as bold as to say you could replace Kirk Hammett and Metallica and you could still have the same band. Yeah, you, you, mean, you cannot could, you could, replace James Hetfield. You could replace everybody but James Hetfield in that band. Also, Lars Ulrich, going back to the drummer conversation. No, you just have to replace him with a bad drummer. It's fine. You could replace <laughs> Lars Ulrich with a mediocre drummer to be a better band. Yeah. Um, I did. <laughs> that was like so. When I was learning drums. My first drum teacher made me do like weekly, uh, like for every. Uh, it was a friend of the family, and the deal was is it was free drum lessons, but I had to show up with like a, a written out report on a drummer. Um, so I could pick the genre, so it'd be jazz or metal, and so I went through the options like Neil Peart and Buddy Rich, all the way through like. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Um, and so, I, so I went through, and I remember doing the one on Lars Ulrich, and I remember thinking, this dude's just a tool, and he, he kind of sucks. I he don't does know. suck. I like. I get. I, I hate it even even more after watching the documentary. Yeah, I, 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 you can't deny like whatever impact Metallica has had overall, but I can't. I have a hard time crediting Lars with any of that. Also, his his signature sticks from a head just suck. All right. So. Um, Speaking of drummers, it's the uh, next question from Jason Fuzzmonger is your opinions of Thomas Hawk, Hockey, H-A-A-K-E, what are they? Who dat? Thomas? I'm not a drummer. Oh, he's the drummer from Meshuggah. Okay, oh. so I know Meshuggah. I don't know the name off the top of my head, but... Mashuga is great. Ooh, extreme metal. What's that? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mashuga is the kind of band that um, makes normies poop in their pants when they first listen to it. Okay. It's great. I I dig it. Uh, I haven't. Who doesn't admit... love a good pants pooping story? Right. No, Mashuga is great. I haven't. I've enjoyed everything I've listened to, but I haven't listened to Mashuga in like in a devoted fashion. And Mashuga so... sounds like a jam band. They're so good, so I I can't I can't give an a fully informed fully fledged opinion on their drummer other than they kick ass. Yeah. Um, sorry, I sorry I don't have more for you, Jason. Mm. Um, Jason got some good questions. Go to taco. I like a um, chicken taco with no fish taco, Baja Baja style fish taco. I'm going to go with a strong uh, run on carne asada street taco style because mm-hmm. I make a killer carne asada. Can you make it without the soy sauce? Eventually, yeah. Okay. Uh, go to burrito. Mine would be a carne asada chimichanga. Does that count? Um, chimichanga is not a burrito. It is where I get them. <laughs> okay. Carne asada uh, Cali style burrito with the fries in it then. We will forgive you for your sins. Um, I'm going to say carnitas. Carnitas burrito, hands down. Burger toppings. I, as long as there is cheese and pickles, I'm pretty happy. I like onions. I like, actually, you know what? Fried egg. Fried egg on a burger. Fried, in a bur- fried egg on a burger is always great. Uh, bacon on a burger is always great. Avocado on a burger is always great. I think... All three bacon, of those? Bacon and egg, yes. I think the avocado might be a little bit... I just would worry that it would slide out of the burger as you were trying to bite it. Not if it's unripe. Also reminds me of a, a, a funny uh, 
Uh, never mind. <clears throat> um, so I, I'm going to say favorite burger toppings. If we want to talk like OP, like delightful burger for me, I would do two patties, two slices of cheese, bacon, fried egg, avocado. Maybe a little bit, a touch of Thousand Island, and we're in business. I love fried eggs. Fried eggs are great. Uh, is the hot dog a sandwich? Yes. What? Uh, Jason, do you know what podcast we are? Yeah, but I think it's a sandwich. It's not. It's a sandwich. No, it's absolutely not. It's it's between, like, bread. It's not. It's its own thing. Okay, what defines a sandwich? Is it Seriously, what defines a sandwich? It has to be two separate pieces of bread. But it is basically two pieces of... Okay, it's no, not, no, it's, no, it's because, a because a bun. Because a bun is just a roll that's been split in half all the way. That's and a, a hot sub dog, sandwich. And that's a, a completely dog, different thing. And a hot, no, and a hot dog... Are you saying a burger is not a sandwich? I'm saying a burger is a sandwich. Yes, because it's a it's, roll that's been sliced in all half. All the way through. All the way through. If you... It, a hot dog is that same roll, only cut a little bit of the way through. I don't know... Why you think that needs a different definition? Same reason I, I don't know why you think a chimichanga is not a burrito. I get to, I make him so mad. It's so easy. He's like seething. He's like shaking with rage. Yeah. Do you think that we as a species will be able to turn things around before we reach the point of no return and end up changing the environment so much that it kills us? Uh, I don't think we'll turn it around. Well, we end up in a Wally like situation. Haven't seen it. You haven't seen Wally? No, a guy was gonna take me to see it on a date, and then he canceled on me. Uh, you want me to ruin it for you? Is it? Uh, I, mean, I won't I'm ruin never... the ending. I'll just no, give you I'm, like the full I'm premise. I'm literally never gonna watch this movie. Okay. Um, so, fair warning to viewers: if you uh, ever haven't seen Wally yet, um, too bad. Pause it now, or just like I don't know. It's been out for a while. I don't feel that bad. I feel a little okay. Fine. I feel just, a little just, bit just bad. Just say the thing. Okay, so. Premise of Wally is Wally is a robot on a planet, which is Earth, which has okay. been abandoned by all humans. Uh, humans all basically the environment went to junk. They hopped in spaceships and went uh, on a very long journey to the nearest inhabitable planet. Uh, Wally, yeah, so that's basically the premise of it is humans have le- uh, Elvis has left the building, but the building is Earth and Elvis is humanity. Okay. Yeah, and then the humans get really fat and lazy on the ship, and then AI tries to take over the ship, and that's that. So uh-huh. it's like iRobot meets, I don't know, it's, there's definitely like an iRobot part of it, and also a like scathing rebuke of McDonald's part of it, so, yeah. No, I think we've already... There we go, there we go. That, it's, it's, I think the earth is ruined. Wally is iRobot meets Super Size Me. I think we've killed the Earth. We've killed. Yeah. I don't think that we're willing to change it. Um. Hmm. I feel that was. A, I don't like ending the episode on. No, that. I don't want to end the episode on that. Uh, let's see if there's any any questions anywhere else. Uh. Yeah. My my take on that is, I would like to think we are able to turn things around, and I'm hope. But I think what it's going to take is some major breakthroughs in technology that can make up for the fact that uh, the earth is headed the direction that it's going and people who have cash monies uh, aren't all interested in fixing that. I think there's a lot of corruption in the world. I think there's a lot of sinful nature in the world. I think there's a lot of screwed up people in power. And in general, I also have my own thoughts as to whether or not money corrupts people. But uh, yeah, I 
I think the people that have the capability to fix the world have no interest in doing so. Yeah, because it eats into their... I think that people who are very rich are money hoarders. That's a hill I'll die on. Uh, I think there is... I think... I don't deal... Only Siths deal in absolutes. Oh, my God. Um, Two, all general statements are poor. And... uh, Rich people are money hoarders. Three, that reminds me of one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite memes. Uh, uh, it, was, it was like a, like, um, it's it talking about gender and. Andrew, I want to go home. Can we wrap this up? We can wrap this up. It's talking about gender, but it's, <laughs> oh, it's a, basically Obi-Wan, like, and it says only cis deals in absolutes. Ouch. <laughs> With there only being two genders. Huh? Um. <laughs> um. Well, how do we, we want to take it out on a light note? Like talk about forty two Gear Street or something like that. Oh, do we do we do we dare? I th- I think that has to be a different episode because like, it's I have a lot to say about it. I think there's a lot to dig into there. <clears throat> I think that, um, if you curate something, if you curate an event, it is your responsibility to make sure that it is a, a modicum of diversity and you can't blame your own laziness when people call you out on it not being diverse at all there i think my my two cents is there's things i i would have loved to see that go differently and i think it's really a shame when there's a lot of potential to be had in an event like that for an event to not reach its potential out of ignorance yeah I think that's kind of a that's the bummer part for me because i think it's a really good premise i think there's a lot that could have happened and i'm not saying there's nothing good that came out of it we don't know yet well i can tell you that some crappy things came out of it Yes, so I, it just bums me out because I, I know that our, I know that the gear community is capable of much better than that. How about that? Yes, I think that we can agree on that, and I think that if you have uh, a big platform and you can make this world a more diverse and better place, then you should do it because like people, the, uh, representation is so important. It's so important to be able to see yourself in 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 the things that you love. Right. And to, to see somebody else do it and know that you can do it because someone else is who looks like you is doing it, which yeah. is which seems silly, but that's my thoughts. And Andrew looks like he's about to say something, Dad. Like, I am. Okay. So I'd I'd like to end this episode on a really happy note. Yes. Uh, partially because you need to get home. Partially because I really need to pee. Yes. Uh, so to, oh. to preface this, uh, my wife calls me by a nickname, and I'm going to dare to share it out loud um so my name is andrew and she likes to call me dewdrop it's it's our cutesy couple name that she has for me so there's a little bit of insight into my marriage it's it's great um anyway so i actually really like the nickname we've been married for a while it's great and i've recently discovered slash has been brought to my attention that there is a pedal with the same name uh dude rob do drop do drop oh the drop of do I thought you said dude, Rob. I'm it's, like, what? It's cheesy and great, and it, it, we we both like puns very much. There, it's a it's oh, a pun like safe Andrew, zone. do, okay, yep. yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it, this is a pun safe house. So, there is a pedal by Mojo Hand Effects called Dewdrop, and it's a spring reverb emulation, and I really Aww. want it. And if I don't buy it first, um, if someone bought it for me, you would be my favorite person ever. Buy Andrew I'm this just, pedal. I'm just fishing for free pedals at this point. Yeah. So. With yeah. that, that's a happy note we can end on. Yeah. You guys can all mercilessly make fun of me, but I don't care because my wife is incredible, and I want the pedal to put that 
make that even more solidified. Yes. So. Uh, support us on Patreon. We have one, five, ten, and twenty-five dollar levels. Twenty-five bucks, I'll write you a song. Andrew's getting up to go to the bathroom. He has to pee very badly, apparently. I am uh, want to go home. And Thank you so, for listening. Thanks for understanding. Bye. Bye. Bye.